I, I mentioned uh, last week or two weeks ago to my shir, and I, I think I maybe tweeted it as well, that a good way to check whether uh, a religious Zionist education is being done properly is how would one prioritize the relative importance of the following three things in Judaism. Shmir Shabbos, Lagba Omer, and Yom Atzmaut. And you can very often see, uh, based on the order of priorities, how successful we are in our in our uh, in, in our education in terms of uh, re- for a religious Zionist uh, school, for a modern Orthodox school, how successful we are in transmitting what we're actually trying to transmit. So uh, I think when I, when I tweeted it, a number of people contacted me and said. Uh, I know Shmir Shabbos is obviously more important than Lag Bomer and Yom Asmut. So they knew that. They knew that, that. But which one? What, do you, what were you referring to with Lag Bomer and Yom Asmut? Which was which is actually more important in Judaism? So I want to explain why uh, why Yom Asmut is more important than Lag Bomer. Um, no, nothing against Lag Bomer. Lag Bomer is wonderful. But uh, let's let's go back to explain a little bit of the background where Lag Bomer comes from, where the where it comes from as a Yom Tov, as a day of celebration, as a day of uh, of joy and, and Yom Tov for Klal Yisrael. So Rabbi Kohn mentioned a number of the sources, um, not the sources, but a number of the reasons. What I want to try to do is attach sources to those reasons. Because sometimes you, you, you hear reasons for things, and all the reasons sound really good. But if those reasons weren't thought up until like 200 years ago, and Jewish history goes back way before then, so it gives you some pause and you start to ask, well, wait a second. Those are good reasons, but are they are they uh, retrospective in nature, or are they really what you know what 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 caused us to celebrate on that day? So where does it come from? The Lag Bomer is at all a special day, at all different than any other than the day than Lamed Beis Bomer or Lamed Aleph Bomer. The Gemara says in Masechus Yevamos that, and this is obviously an early source to Gemara that 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 Rabbi Akiva had twelve thousand pairs of Talmidim. And they all died because they weren't nice to each other, and they they weren't uh, they didn't respect each other enough, and they all died between Pesach v'Adatzeres, between Pesach and Shavuos. That's when they all died. The Gemara makes no mention of Lag Baomer being an exception, Lag Baomer being the time that they stopped dying. Pashas of the Gemara, it sounds like they died for the entire period of seven weeks. The Gemara makes no mention of Lag Bomer. Not only does the Gemara nowhere in Shas make any mention of Lag Bomer, there is not a single Medrash that makes mention of Lag Bomer. There's not a single Tosefta that makes mention of Lag Bomer. There's not a single Rambam that makes mention of Lag Bomer. There is a single Rishon, though. The Mi'iri on that Gemara, the Mi'iri quotes a Kabbalah Biyada Ga'onin. And it's not abundantly clear which Ga'onim he's referring to, but he quotes a Kabbalah Biyada Ga'onim that they died only until Lag Ba'omer, and therefore, since they only died until Lag Ba'omer, we do not fast on Lag Ba'omer, and while we don't get married during Svira, we can start getting married on Lag Ba'omer, and that's why it's recorded in the Ramah, in Shulchan Aruch, in Tafzadi Gimel, that even though one does not get haircuts or shave, during the period of Svira, since Lagba Omer is the day that they stopped dying, so Mela, that's when the Avelus is lifted, and we can therefore treat it like a regular day and get married and get haircuts and do all of the normal things that the that we would typically that we would typically do. Doesn't sound like it's a Yom Tov, but it's a day that we don't do very sad things because it's a day where we're clearly transitioning back out of Avelus. So we don't want to do things that are profoundly sad, and we can go back to doing normal happy things. 
but not a special Yom Tov, certainly not from the Mi'iri. What's the other reason that's given for Lag Bomer? The other cause of celebration. So there's the mace that, that, that the Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva stopped dying. And the other cause of celebration is that it's the yard site of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Now, how do we know that it's the yard site of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai? When Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai lived, he was a Tana. So we're going back a couple of thousand years to the times of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. What is the first source in Jewish history record that in fact Lag Baomer is the yard site of Rabbi Bar Yochai? Well, that's from Rabbi Chaim Vital, who lived in the end of the 1500s, early 1600s. So it was apparently a very big secret that it was the yard site of Rabbi Bar Yochai for, uh, for over a thousand years. That, uh, that Lag Bomer is the outside of Shem Rechai. Rechaim Vital is the first one to report Lag Bomer is the outside of Shem Rechai. What we do know is the outside is the outside of Yoshua bin Nun, and later the outside of the Ramah. But the outside of Shem Rechai only comes from Rechaim Vital. Uh, not only Rechaim Vital obviously brought us a lot of the Torah Sanistar from his great Rebbe Viarizal. And Rav Chaim Vital records a whole incident where someone was criticized for saying Nachim on Lag Bomer. Rav Shem came and said that you're saying Nachim on a special day for me and he should be cursed and the person lost a child because of it. And somehow, because it's the Yotzeh of Shem it became a very special day. Now, there are problems with each of these approaches. The problem with the first approach is that the Gemara never says that, uh, that they stopped dying on Lag Bomer. And if it were true, and if this Kabbalah Biyadagonim is true that they did, did stop dying on Lagba Omer, it's difficult to understand why that would be a cause for celebration. They stopped dying when they were all dead. So if they stopped dying when they were all dead, well, that's not a cause to celebrate. That's a time to bury everyone and you know start licking our wounds a little bit. But it certainly would be a profoundly sad time when you look around and there are no more Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. So that would see that seems to be a little bit uh, difficult to understand. In the Chuvas Shem Aryeh, uh, great Gon from the 18th century, he questions why we celebrate uh, on Lag Bomer and don't say Tachnun in light of the fact. Kula Mesu! They all died! What do you mean? What kind of celebration? So this is already dealt with by the Nosei Kelim and the Shulchan Aruch. The Taz and the Shulchan Aruch the quotes it, and the Aruch HaShulchan quotes this, that maybe they, die, they continue to die after Lag Bomer. Maybe Lag Bomer was a break in the dying of the Talmidim, which is also difficult to understand, because if that were the case, then the Avelos should pick up again after Lag Bomer. So Mishmur says, yeah, yeah, a few more died after Lag Bomer, but it wasn't as many. So since it wasn't as many, they were dying afterwards. So that's why Lag Bomer is a day of respite of, from, from, the, from the dying. And afterwards, it never really picked up the way it was before, so we're able to stay out of a period of, uh, of, of Avelus. The, uh, there are those that suggest that when we talk about 24,000 Talmidim Rabbi Kiva, Schneer Lyman suggested in a, in a lecture about Lag Bomer uh, that, uh, that uh, I don't know where, where he was quoting from, but he says that it could be that this relates to uh, the, the, uh, the, the Bar Kochva rebellion, that these Talmidim may really be the troops of Bar Kochva um, that, that died, because Rabbi Akiva was one of the big supporters of Bar Kochva. So maybe that's the, the reference to 24,000 Talmidim. Some say it was the Hadrianic persecutions, right? And that's and the Rabbi Akiva was the Nosei Kelev Shel Bar Kochva, who led the revolt against the Hadrianic persecutions, that that might be the reference to the, uh, to the Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva. Now, the problem with the other approach, with the idea that it's the yard site of Rashim Berchai, is what is the Jewish thing to do on a yard site? So the Allah is in Shulchan 
Baruch on a yard site, let's say a person's father or mother died, the Allah is a person supposed to fast, the minig is to fast on the yard site of a parent. Um, now, most of you probably never saw that, because first of all, people don't advertise when they're fasting, but also because you've probably seen the opposite. You've probably seen yard site su'udas, or where people bring in tikkun, you know, they bring in a little schnapps and a little uh, cake or something to eat in shul on the day of a yard site, in, in honor of a yard site. So where that probably came from was because people were fasting on the day of a yard site, they lacked the mea brachos, they needed a hundred brachos sage say, but now they weren't making any brachos on food because it was a yard site. So they'd have other people be mashlim the brachos. They'd bring in food so other people could say brachos, they could say amen to the bracha, and that way they'll be yod say the bracha, and that way they'll get the mea brachos. But somehow that turned into everyone just partying and everyone just eating. But that's not really what Jews are supposed to do on a yard site. A yard site is not a time for a party. So it is a little bit odd that we would uh, that, that we would have a uh, a party rather than a fast day on the yard site of uh, of Rabbi Shum Bar Yechai. And that's aside from the fact that you know the, it's it's somewhat dubious that it took till the 17th century to find out that uh, Rabbi Shum Bar Yechai's yard site was in Lag Bomer, and there's no record whatsoever before that that uh, that it was in fact his his yard site. So the uh, the Chassam Sofer is the first one to deal. So the truth is, there's a third approach. The third approach the Chida suggests, and Rabbi Cohen mentioned it also before is that we celebrate Lag Bomer not because Rabbi Akiva's students stopped dying, but because what did Rabbi Akiva do next when once his students stopped dying? He was Mamid five new Talmidim. And that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating Rabbi Akiva's ability to be Mamid new Talmidim, and it's through those Talmidim that we have the bulk of our Torah Shabal Peh, including Rabbi Shimon. So that's maybe the, uh, the, the cause for celebration. It's about the newness of Torah, the Ischachus of Torah, after the loss of the 24,000 Talmidim. But can one make a Yom Tov with rituals and, and, and religious celebrations and everything else in light of, uh, the, fa- in light of the, the possibility that it's a day of either uh, the, the, the new Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva or whichever one you want to take, or Rabbi Shem Rechai's yard site? Is it, uh, if you have a day that is nowhere in Shas and nowhere in Shulchan Aruch as a Yom Tov, nowhere in Rishonim as a Yom Tov, is one permitted to decide to make a Yom Tov out of that? So the Chassam Sofa writes in the Tshuva in Yerodeya, Simon Reish Lamed Gimel, that he has a serious problem with this. He doesn't like the idea that people all go to Meiron and they go to the Kevarashbi and they make a whole, uh, whole Yom Tov. He says, if you want to go to a holy place, go to Yerushalayim. It's holier, it's holier than Svat. It's the holiest city. So you should go to Yerushalayim for, uh, for, for inspiration. In fact... With some Sofer writes that they make a whole hilula and it's all the shame shamayim and with religious ritual. He says the halacha is that uh, the Gemara says in Masech Rashana that Megillah's Tainus Batla that the idea of making new Yom Tovim. Uh, is even the old Yom Tovim that we had, the minor Yom Tovim that they used to celebrate is Batel. So it's Aser for, for us to make new Yom Tovim. That's what the Prichadish says, that now that we don't have a base on Mikdash, we're not allowed to be Koveya Yom Tovim. So the Chesam Sofer said he has a problem with making a Yom Tov out of life. It's one thing to get a haircut and to have weddings and to you know do things like that and listen to music again, go back into normal life and you know not say Tachnun, also not the end of the world, because according to, to the Sheet of Rav Natshunai, go 
Rishon. Not saying Tachnun is not an Isser. There's no. It's not such a such a big peda. Not like the Rambam. The Rambam, the first paragraph of Tzvi, sounds like Tachnun is more than a Rishos. It's an actual Chiyuv. But if you is only Rishos like Rav Natshunai going, so it doesn't necessarily say d- declare that it's a Yom Tov just because you're not saying Tachnun. So that's not a big deal. So it won't be a day of Hesped or Tainus or Tachnun or something like that. But to have all these rituals with the fires and the thing and the whole, you know, the whole. Uh, some sofer says he is very uncomfortable with the whole idea. He doesn't really understand what the heter is. Why one is allowed to be koveya yomtov? Just halachically speaking, one is not allowed to be koveya a new yomtov after the times of the Beis Hamikdash. So uh, the there is a, a comment though in the Maram Al Shikar in uh, his Chuvas. It's quoted in the Magen Avraham in Hilchos Purim Pevav that if a city uh, or a community or a family experienced a nace, they're allowed to be koveya a yomtov to always commemorate that nace. The anniversary of that nace, they can make as a special day for their family, for that city, for something like that. So the Chassam Sofer's Taina is, yeah, that's when there's a nace. But what nace happened for Klal Yisrael on Lad Bomer? day that Shalom Nasabo nace to be koveya yomtov? Chassam Sofer thought it was totally inappropriate to, uh, to establish a day of a Yom Tov, of uh, Lag Bomer, to call it, you hear people refer to it, they refer to it as a Yom Tov, Chassam Sofer thought that that was incorrect, to refer to it as a, uh, as a Yom Tov. So uh, on, on a day that a, nace, that a nace happened for Kal Yisrael, though, for a city, for a family, they can make their own Yom Tov, but even then, even then, the Prichadish points out, it can't be for all the Kali, so it can only be for those who experienced, who experienced the nace. So all the Achardim asked the Kasha, but wait a second, Purim happened after the Chorban, and uh, we have a whole Yom Tov of Purim that we celebrate uh, because of uh, because of a nace that happened, and that's for all of Klal Yisrael. How are we allowed to have a Yom Tov of Purim, and we call that a holiday, and that's with clearly religious significance and religious rituals and celebrations and everything? How is that permissible? So uh, the Nesivus writes in his commentary to the Megillah, Rav Shachter points this out in his in his Sefer Big Fatzon Simon Lamed Beis, that the Nesivus uh, points out in his commentary to the Megillah that Purim is different because at the time of Purim they were convinced that it was the Eschalta de Geula, that the nace that happened was going to lead to the Geula, Geula meaning the building of the Beis HaMikdash, and any nace that leads to the Eschalta de Geula of Klal Yisrael, or that's even L'chora Eschalta de Geula, that even seems at the time to be something that likely will lead to Geula, will be a, an important first step to Geula, so any such uh, such nace is uh, one is one is permitted to be koveya a yom tov and to celebrate a yom tov on that day. One is not permitted to celebrate a yom tov on any other day, but if it might be the beginning of Geula, then one is permitted to celebrate a yom tov on that day. And therefore, if Shachter writes in Bi'ikveyatzon, the Chiyai Gavna Nami Nira Lomer Bekesher Liyomatzmut Shekvaris Bayer Sheetzma Kamas Hamdina Gidroba Schalta de Geula. That if one believes that Yom Atzmaut is at least possibly the beginning of the Gula process, that getting back the, the Jewish homeland and Jewish hands with the Jewish government for the first time in thousands of years might possibly begin begin the process that's going to lead to Gula, we are therefore permitted to uh, establish a Yom Tov 
on that day and to have all sorts of uh, celebrations on that day. And it wasn't me, Rav Shapter writes, Utfei nicha kviyus hayom tov, tiyom hatzma'ut, me'ashera, siyas hamaduros, v'achagigos, v'arikudim, shabalad ba'omer. Certainly much better to make a yom tov on the day of yom hatzma'ut than all the rikudim and the fires and everything else that they do on Lag Ba'omer. Then there are a whole bunch of other issues that Postkim deal with in terms of practically how Lag Ba'omer tends to play out in Eretz Yisrael when you go to Meron. First of all, if Lag Ba'omer falls on Sunday, there's a ton of Chil Shabbos that happens on account of Lag Ba'omer, and there are many chuvas on this topic of whether they should, uh, the, what they should do about that, because the police have to set up barricades and everything else already in advance, so they're already getting to work on Shabbos on that. People are traveling already on Shabbos, so there's a ton of Chil Shabbos that happens as a result of it, and that's obviously a negative result of over-celebration of the, uh, of the day. The Chuvas Sholomesh of Chamisha Simulamates says that it's a bad idea to make all these bonfires because you need fuel to fuel a fire and people used to throw things into the fire that were otherwise useful kalim. They would just take things that were useful and throw them into the fire and that's a violation of the Yisr of Baltashchis. Ravad Yosef in Yechavadas says when people go to Meron it leads to a huge social scene and it certainly takes people away from yeshivas and from learning Torah and from all sorts of uh, good things that they should be doing for what? To go engage in a social scene in, uh, with thousands of people uh, I, I, to be honest, I've never been there, so I'm told it is pretty inspiring and pretty, uh, pretty amazing. But I, I've never, I've never actually been. But they say at least Saravadia has a problem with it on on, on that level. So there, are, it's it's important to keep things in perspective a little bit. Lagbomer is a wonderful day. It's a day that uh, I plan to finally shave and uh, and get a haircut. And it's a day that we're not going to say Tachnun. And it's a day that we can listen to music again and we could go back to normal life and have uh, a little extra joy. It's a, j- a day we should probably think about um, uh, all the uh, the Torah that was lost from the Talmidim of Rabbi Kiva and the Torah that was regained with Rabbi Akiva's uh, new Talmidim and it's a wonderful day uh, I think if, uh, if a religious Zionist school is doing their job though kids should, should realize that Yom Atzmud is an even more wonderful day